Welcome to the Sanaya Creatrix podcast. My focus today is on colorism and it's the talk of the town, as you may have already heard. Anyone who observed or experienced colorism knows when it's time to talk about it, right? As a brown-skinned woman with a bit of a light tone, there are people who projected their emotionally biased attitudes towards me. The unwarranted comments and remarks that I got from them revealed their own ignorance and insecurities. I saw that people react to someone else's skin complexion according to their personal issues with their own image and also because of the lies and stereotypes that they bought into while growing up. In our families, in schools, in the streets, and in the media too, all kinds of toxic things and half-truths are said about people's skin shades and other parts of their features. I'm not one who will ever buy into the silly notions that colorism is predominantly one-sided. Dark-skinned people have their hurtful experiences of being judged for their looks and feeling sidelined when beauty is praised. There's also a good side to tell about being a dark-skinned woman or man. Same as brown-shaded or lighter-skinned people. What each one has to say about her personal experiences needs to be heard and respected. Everything from dealing with aggression to taking flack from hypocrites and also being unfairly judged for her talents. This needs to be talked about. No one can convince me about which shade is more attractive or quote-unquote real to blackness, dark versus light skin. I'm so over that, I kid you not. My eyes see what they see. I know what I know. Love yourself and attract the right people. Do you, boo? In this discussion, I talk about the root cause of colorism in the Western context and how experiences of colorism in the West are not subtle at all. This means colorism permeates many important areas of someone's life and influence. it influences how they're treated by the dominant culture. I then compare this with colorism in Africa to show some interesting nuances to how African people react to other people's appearance, especially being the black majority on the continent. So without giving it all away in this intro, I'd love for you to follow my conversation and see the whole point of bringing up this issue when it's been talked about many times over. That's exactly it. Certain conversations never end because we each have a worldview and a burning edge to say something. So why not spend the next 20 minutes or so with me and let me share my side of the story. Let's begin. Colorism is the talk of the town. It seems like people were whispering about it long before, but the conversations are very much out in the open now. We don't all necessarily view it the same way because when it comes to colorism, our experiences are different. Meanings attached to the shades of people's skin tones differ according to a particular society's reaction. From what I observed over some time, I can put forward my own interpretation of colorism. It goes something like this. 
My shade of blackness does not match the next person's shade. This is not even slightly a source of tension for us, naturally. But then society jumps in to give us a little help, which we didn't ask for, by the way. We get signals from the immediate outside world about how to relate to each other. So the thing is, we start paying a bit more attention to the faces coming in differing shades. What happens is that people begin to think that a person's skin tone and overall appearance have additional meaning attached. Forget that it's just levels of pigmentation in the skin that give it a particular hue. This is actually sidelined. So people's reactions are subtle, but sometimes they're not. There are things that get spoken outrightly about what it means to be light, dark-skinned, or brown-shaded in our society. And in the Western world, there's definitely more hullabaloo around the issue of colorism. This has everything to do with the fact that the people who influence mainstream media in that society and the culture as well are Caucasians. The moving images of people with wealth, power, success, and even those who are deemed to be attractive in the media have pale skin. There's been pressure on ethnic groups to conform to particular social and cultural norms as a way to fit in and be more accepted in the larger society. This social structure itself is complex. It resulted in the perception that those with certain skin tones have a proximity to the dominant culture more than others do. There are situations where the tensions can be high. This is really because colorism itself in the Western sense is more like a byproduct of racism. Western society is saturated with this social ill called racism. It's a practice done by a group of people who have the economic and social power to impose their own standards on society. They choose who to gravitate towards and who to back from. This is primarily due to the negative or positive associations created in people's minds about someone else's appearance. A person's physical look and how they're judged by it can be a significant factor in how people relate to him. There are connotations attached to being a light, dark-skinned or brown human being. Society creates social distance from some people depending on how they're judged for their looks. Just think about this for a moment. It's a hypocritical and superficial practice that definitely carries toxic ripple effects in our society. What can someone tell about another person's, in another person's intrinsic worth or natural abilities by just looking at him. On the other end of the spectrum, it's interesting to see that in Africa, colorism is there in society, but again, the context is different. The way local people feel, talk about, and express it, it's all relative to a particular family or specific community's own perception. It's more like this. The meanings linked to varying skin tones are created within the group. They're not largely influenced by a major foreign source. And also, colorism as an issue is not discussed very openly like in other societies. People do say good, bad, and unpretty things about others' appearance. They do judge and state their preferences, yes. It's just that it doesn't have an overall bearing on deeper relations amongst people. Let me just take a short break. 
I'll be right back. Welcome back. African society has its own filters and ways of creating, attaching, or dissolving meanings about what people look like. So to put it another way, being light, dark-skinned, or brown-shaded in Africa, where the majority of South Saharan people are black Africans, honestly, complexions to us are not that big a deal. No one is particularly self-conscious about it. Families have siblings with different skin tones. It's just genetics for African people. But of course, it's highly encouraged for people anywhere in the world to have open conversations on colorism. We are emotionally complex species and we get affected in different ways by how we are treated in our immediate groups, in the larger society. In the diaspora and in Africa, colorism is worth looking into when people have something to say rather than just taking jabs at someone else's image just to make a point. There are real nuances in how these things play out. Black people are genetically, socially, and culturally diverse. That's a fact. Finally, I want to say that people having differing skin tones as a race is a very good thing. Other groups of people don't really have this genetic variation. Black in my eyes, is so beautiful. I want us to be more in control of how we view each other. We didn't ask for society's help about how to relate to or feel about our outer image. We are allowed to celebrate our own complexities rather than see them as a source of tension. Enough of that. Let me now give you a rundown of the main points that'll help you make sense of the whole discussion and just wrap things up for yourself so you can have your own conclusions. All right. In the West, colorism is a byproduct of racism, so its psychological and economic effects are much harsher. In Africa, colorism comes from the in-group. It depends on the family or tribe's particular inclinations to praise or pass over certain looks. The experience of being dark, brown-shaded, or light-skinned have good 
not so good or even painful sides. Overall, in Africa, we don't make complexion such a big deal. Yes, people have their fetishes of what they give props to, but look, so many of us don't even care. I will still admit that colorism in Africa is a significant issue because of skin bleaching. It is sad. It's sad and I hope that this area will be effectively addressed in our society. You know, melanin protects our skin from sun rays and free radicals. For someone to peel off this beauty, honestly, peeling off such natural beauty with toxic chemicals and then pretend that they've achieved something, trust me, it'll backfire sooner or later. Cancers, premature aging, man, I don't even want to get all the way into it. So finally, let me say that I don't take light-skinned and darker-skinned people's experiences to have similar emotional or social weight just because we're all black. People must tell what they experience. Tell us what it feels like and help us to raise empathy while erasing ignorance from all sides. Being pitted against each other is pointless and when people spend so much energy taking jabs at someone else's particular complexion just to make a point about colorism, trust me, it's self-defeating. Many of us tune out of conversations that are filled with vitriol. At the end of the day, it's about self-love and better treatment of other people. That's what wins. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening. Please go on YouTube to check out other great content that I posted. And let me know what you think about the issues I raised in this specific show. I love it when people open up and give their own input. So just leave your views in the comments section. And remember to voice yourself respectfully. Your support means a lot. Please subscribe to my show. Your support keeps me dedicated to creating and sharing streamlined shows that you love. I also have a Patreon page. I aim to produce dynamic quality content for my audience in the long term. This means expanding to videos and working with a reliable team. I appreciate the money you give since it'll help me to expand my platform. My Facebook group is Sanaya in the Diaspora Family. It is specifically for my patrons and members. This platform welcomes all my dedicated listeners to engage with me as often as they like. It's our special place to engage more authentically on topics covered in the podcast. I want to attract a vibrant community of people who know the most interesting ways to talk about what happens around them. Everyone has a worldview. So when we bring our ideas together, it's a great way to connect and create such an inspiring atmosphere. You can also reach me by email. In the inbox, feel free to ask questions about my prospects for the platform or other areas of interest where I'm presently active. I also would like to hear your suggestions relating to the show. 
And again, thank you very much for tuning in. Another great episode is coming your way. Goodbye for now and take care.